It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up? Good morning and War Eagle War Report family. You got Ike Jones. We are here. Another morning drop. Janai Broom makes it official. He's coming back for another year. And you know we got to talk about it right here on the War Report. Y'all know how we do. War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop time. It is May 30th, Tuesday. Janai Broom, back to the plains, baby. Oh, oh, weep, you poor, poor SEC teams. Weep. (sighs) Feels good, man. It feels good. This is going to be a very good roster next year. Be will in here this morning talking to a little college basketball. Jani Broom finally made the decision. It's time to come back. Unfinished business. How we feeling? I was never worried for a second. I knew he was coming back. I said, <laughs> I, no, I was, I was worried. I was yeah. worried. I was worried. I was worried he was going. Um, I don't know what all factored into his decision. Yeah. I would expect that something like, um, hey, I can stay in the draft, you guys. Y'all, y'all, y'all got something for me on the victory. Do you have something for me? And my guess is on the victory was like, here, please stay. And it worked. And I'm glad that whatever they worked out was sufficient for him to stay for another year. This solves, I can't say it completely solves the bigs piece, right? Because again, you you can't, he's not going to be Walker Kessler and Janai Broom, which is what we we kind of, we missed a lot of Walker Kessler's presence the, the year before with what he was able to do, like erasing shot attempts right. constantly in the paint. Janai Broom was not that defender. We wanted another big to go with Janai Broom so Janai Broom could really be the score down low that he is, mm-hmm. we still don't have that big. Right. We still don't have that big. But what we got was a lot of height at two, three, and four. Um, Jalen Williams, I don't think he is like declared, but I think it's expected that he's coming back. Yeah, I don't think there's any rumblings or, or thoughts that Jalen is not returning. Still on the roster on the website, I think uh, Coach Pearl has been speaking as if Jalen is returning, even though there's been no formal announcement of it. I think it's just kind of an understood at this point in time, Jay Will will be back on the planes this year. Right. 
So what we look like now is a much bigger team everywhere. Really one through four, we're a bigger team. Aiden Holloway, I think he's a little taller than than Wendell would, yeah. was. So we're bigger everywhere. We have our best scorer back. We've got two, at, at least two additional guys who are dynamic scorers in Denver Jones and Aiden Holloway. It looks like we are now ready for a competitive SEC, and we can put points on the board. Now, mm-hmm. defensively will not be the question. Defense will be the question. Yeah, Bruce sure. will have to get those guys into shape. But let's, let's take a look at the roster while you're talking, though. Uh, oh, well, good. But the, 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 here's the roster as it currently stands, so you can see um, just kind of where we are as far as size is concerned. To your point, we've upgraded in the size in the backcourt. Trey Donaldson and Aiden Holloway, both over six feet tall. That I don't remember the last time that Auburn had two point guards um, that they could run in at any time that were over six feet tall. Right. Like it's been a while. Um, Denver Jones at six, four, definitely a size upgrade at the two guard. Um, and you've got, you know, the 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 post players or your front court here between, you know, the, the returning guys. And I don't mean to skip over Katie Johnson in the back court, but definitely going to be an asset there. Uh, but post or, or front court guys, Chris Moore, Janai Broom, Dylan Caldwell, Jalen Williams, Chaney Johnson, Chad Baker, Mazzara and even Lior Berman. Six four and up, right? Mm-hmm. From all those guys, six four and up, we've got more height across the board, which is something that has been plaguing Auburn. But to, but I'll let you continue your point about the defense, though, because looking at this, is this a defensive stopping squad in your opinion? I so based on what I know from the guys who were here, KD is a pest of a defender. He is a guy who will get steals, who will pressure the ball handler. Of course, that has value. Um, Leo Berman could get lost defending some more athletic guys. Mm. He could get left behind at times, and that's a bit of a concern. We were without a staunch... Uh, well, well, I'll take that back. Flanagan was a very good perimeter defender. Mm-hmm. We, we, I'm, I'm looking at this roster, and I'm like, okay, which guy is a dynamic two guards coming down the court, and we got our best defender on him? Who is that guy? I don't know who that guy is at present. At present, I don't know what type of defender Denver Jones is. I don't know what type of defender uh, Baker Mazzara is. I don't know what type of defender Cheney Johnson is. I have no idea. I know these guys are 6'4 to 6'7. I know they have the length to be mm-hmm. great defenders. I don't know if they have that mentality, that, that defensive effort. Um, that is what I question right now. That's what I question now. Who is our perimeter defender? Who's our, our lockdown guy? Hopefully we have more than one of them. KD being a pest at the at at the one or the two, whichever he's on the floor for, great. But he's not even going to be on the floor that much. We don't think KD is going to start over Aiden Holloway or Trey Donaldson necessarily. No. So if KD's coming off the bench, if he's our if he's our six man of the year type guy, come in, get his high score, some points, be aggressive. Okay, who is defending the other team's best guy and their ball handler? I don't know. That's a concern of mine. I we'll just have to let the season get going and, and see what Bruce Pearl's going to do with that. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting when we start getting into the how this team is going to defend, right? Is um, last year we saw Coach Pearl do something a lot different, which he went to more zone last year than he has been typically. Pressed a lot less last year. Like we weren't picking up full court um, and, and pressing teams or at least speeding up the pace of play. I do think that we get back into more pace this season. Uh, but this was something that I talked about with the pending return and uh, of... Uh, with the pending return 
of Janai Broom is to whether or not it benefits him to have up-tempo basketball be the flavor of Auburn, right? He is a post player. They don't typically flourish in an up-and-down-the-floor type of of thing because they need the post touches. But what Janai does allow you to do is slow it down when you need to, right? right? If you're up big and you want to just be able to milk the clock for possessions, Janai Broom is the guy you want to go to. Or... You're not up big. Maybe it's just a you know a two or three possession game, but you want to shrink the remainder of the game and not have it be an up and down pace. All right, cool. We're just going to work through Janai for the rest of this game. If he's not in foul trouble, we're just going to go down to the post and we're going to make sure that we're not taking shots before there's you know ten seconds left on the shot clock. Right. So we're just going to do whatever we need to to get to Janai. It does allow you to be a little bit different in the way that you can approach games and win basketball games in very different ways. But I do wonder what the style of play of this team is going to be offensively. And then to the the pivot point that we were talking about defensively is how we're going to play defensively because what had been the hallmark of that team with Walker Kessler and what those guards had been accustomed to doing is, all right, we're just going to funnel everything to our shot blocker. Everything's going to run through the post defensively. We're going to play super aggressive out high, run you off the three-point line, but you've got a wall behind you that you have to figure out how to navigate. Right. I don't know that Janai Brentwell, he hasn't shown to be that guy yet. Um, Are we going to be able to do that? Or are they going to change philosophically how they want to approach defense and play people more straight up um, and live with whatever happens out there on the perimeter? Right. Going to be an interesting proposition to see what happens. Um, I, from very limited tape of Aiden Holloway, don't see him as a lockdown defensive guy out top. Um, Trey Donaldson, I think, has the ability to be that kind of guy. He's got a tenacious um, attitude towards it. Denver Jones has had moments in some of the film that I've watched. Um, this might be a good week for me to drop some basketball film. I forgot, I told you I've been teasing some basketball film. I got a lot of it available. Maybe we'll get into some basketball this week on Watch the Film. You already talked about KD out top. Chris Moore is definitely a guy that you can go and put on a primary ball handler. Let him agitate somebody. But I think that's where it stops. Yeah. Right? Um, it's really KD. Trey and maybe Chris Moore. I don't know where else we're going to get perimeter defense that's going to be effective against their best ball handler. Um, And so it's going to have to be a team effort. It's going to be interesting to see philosophically how they approach this season defensively, Um, whether or not we're going to be doing a lot of zone, a more man, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm I'm worried because the three guys you said who I think we can trust to play solid defense individually – being Trey Donaldson, Kitty Johnson, and Chris Moore, there's a chance that not one of those guys could be starting. But I don't think I don't think no. none of them will be. No, none of them will start. Am I? I, I am. If I were a, a betting man, I would bet against it. Right. Our starting lineup could potentially be Aiden Holloway, bucket getter, driving to the basket and shooting. Denver Jones, bucket getter, big shot maker. We've got uh, Baker Mazzara, long guy, three point sniper. We've got Jalen Williams, you would expect, at the four. I don't know that for sure, but expecting. Yeah, not I, I don't the see five. anybody else that's on this team that would usurp him at the four right now. Right. So which one of those guys do you go, oh, you're not getting past him? Yeah. I'm the word, the word about that. And with that lineup I just said, who's the guy who's in there just deboying folks for, for rebounds? Yeah, Jan- Janai is the only, like, pure rebounder that's on that. Uh, I mean, Denver Jones can get in there and crash boards a little bit. 
Baker Mazar can probably do a little bit. Um, he's a little slight of frame, but I do like his length and being able to go and, yeah. and, and crash the glass. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know that we have um, solidified what we're going to do defensively or on the glass, and that's probably the biggest problem. We at least have the length now, right? Right. right. So size isn't going to be the issue as far as being taller players in there being able to compete on the boards. Right. But um, but physicality is a different thing. Right. Um, right. And I don't know that we have a, th- this team seems a little more finesse, if we're going to be honest, right? Like yeah. um, high tempo, but more finesse. Um, and, and and you can't have physicality from just one guy. I do think that Janai Broom has the potential to be a very physical player. Um, right. But physicality is a, a team mentality, not just one guy. Now, one guy can ratchet up that physicality or that mentality, mm. but they can't make up for everybody else not being that. Uh, right. So it will be interesting. I do think Chaney Johnson coming off the bench. I think our bench though has a lot of physicality. Yes, I think right? our, like, our bench will could could bully some people for yeah. sure. Yeah, I see that. And and maybe it'll be a little harder for them to get a bucket, which is why I think I really like the idea of a KD coming off the bench with with that unit. Mm-hmm. Now y'all can hustle, y'all can get turnovers, get into the open court, get some easy buckets on from defense turning into offense. And if you just need a bucket in the half court. Let Katie Johnson do some cooking, which he showed more control and more focus the second half of last year, being that off-the-bench guy. But can we manufacture offense with our second unit? I do not know. Yeah, I mean, I think that with that second unit, you do allow the opportunity for a guy like Katie to be your primary scorer, though. right? If he's going to be the primary scorer off of that, you don't have to worry about where your shots are coming from. If the question for KD is, can he continue to be in facilitative mode, right? Like, can right. he be a primary focus offensively, but still make other players better? Because if it's just, all right, well, we know KD ain't going to pass the ball, just play good defense on him, and it's going to either be a shot or a turnover, right? Yeah. Um, that's a question for that second unit, because to your point, there aren't really other scores out there, but... Uh, depending on how the rotations are going to go, you could have a secondary score out there with him at all times, the way that this yeah. team is put together. Um, and uh, Trey Donaldson, again, another underrated portion. I said earlier that if I were a betting person, I wouldn't bet that any of those guys to start. Trey Donaldson would be the only one that I think could potentially start. Right. Not because Aiden Holloway is not talented, but just because I don't know experience-wise whether or not he's ready to start game one. But that could all change by the time you know we get to conference play and all those sorts of things. Right. But, but here's the question that I have without seeing this team play a single game, because this is something we didn't do last year before the season. And I think it is going to be a good opportunity to make some preseason predictions based upon what we know as the roster stands today, what we didn't do last season. But what I would have said last season is we probably have a tournament team, but probably not going to go very far in the tournament. Right. Mm -hmm. As this roster is constructed today, what do you think should be the realistic expectations for this roster? Like if we don't at least blah, then this season didn't come together the way it should based upon the talent, the experience, all of the things that we have with this current Auburn basketball roster. I know that a Bruce squad is going to get better. They're going to compete in the regular season and I don't expect there to be so much time getting people acclimated as it took this past season. Okay. Wendell starting was new. Broom on the squad was new. Of course, Treyor never got into the rotation. Uh, uh, Chance never got into the rotation. We had guys that we were counting on that didn't get in. The difference between that squad and this squad is 
Janai Broom's here. He knows he knows the deal already. You've got a bunch of guys who are here from their last stops who are ready to prove themselves. They are freshmen who are waiting in the cooker who have to get acclimated to the college game. The only one is Aiden Holloway, and he looks more prepared to score on the college level than anybody we had coming in last year. I think it's a more ready-made roster because so many guys are experienced. And for that reason, I expect them to find themselves a little sooner. It took us a week or two of SEC play before we kind of started to round into form. I, I think by the time we hit SEC play, we'll probably be raring to, grow, uh, raring to go. A little bit like what we looked in the Jabari and Kessler season. Not that we'll be that good, but we'll find ourselves sooner on that schedule more than the schedule in 22-23. So with that being said, I think that gives us a really good chance to compete for the regular season title because we will be more prepared. We'll be more ready when SEC play starts. So I expect top three in the SEC. Okay. Hmm. I expect a worst case five seed in the tournament in the SEC, not the SEC tournament, the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. I see Chris just has said the same thing. Uh, top five seed in, in whatever uh, bracket we're in. Sweet 16. Okay. I expect Sweet 16. The only reason I can't say for sure, hey, we're going to get back to Sweet 16, we know that we could have an issue rebounding or defending and one bad matchup, man. One bad matchup and you getting got. So I I expect a lot out of Bruce. I think Bruce is a fantastic coach. So I don't expect our deficiencies at the season's beginning to be our same weaknesses at the season's end. If I'm going just by what I see, I have not seen that progression. I have not seen how they improve. I am expecting Sweet 16 and a top three SEC finish out of the team. Okay. All right. I think that's fair. I think, you know, I was thinking probably similarly. The the only reason I might put us in the Elite Eight is just because of, I think Coach Bruce Pearl has done a really good job of getting teams to overperform expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, the only team I think that underperformed expectations is that Jabari Kessler team. Like, I don't right. I. You, you couldn't have told me that we would have made a round of 32 exit with that team. Right. Um, so, but outside of that team, I think every other coach Bruce Pearl coached team has exceeded whatever the expectations were for that team. Yeah. Um, even as disappointing as last year's team might have been to some Auburn fans, that team overperformed. Yeah. Like it just, it wasn't a team that was built to be able to do a whole bunch of stuff and they made a lot of noise in some scenarios where they probably could shouldn't have making the tournament even was was looking shaky there for a minute war report family you are listening to the morning drop where we talk about the most recent and relevant auburn sports news we broadcast live from the war reports youtube channel on monday tuesday wednesday and friday mornings at 10 a.m eastern 9 central time you're welcome to come watch it live but the live chat is reserved for our youtube channel members only so come on by become a member and get active in the best auburn sports community on the webs we'll be right back after we pay a couple bills another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Janai Broom returning to Auburn basketball for one more go at it. 
Um, before, before I do that, Coach Pearl tweeted about this, right? And he said that he, in his talks with people around the league, probably he didn't say this specifically, but I'm assuming he's, you know, they get scouting on where they feel like players are going to land. The intel that he got from people around the NBA, plus uh, what was coming mm. from the Broom camp, mm-hmm. they thought that Jedi Broom could sneak into the second round of the draft, definitely would have gotten a two-way contract, according to a lot of sources. Mm-hmm. And he still made the decision to come back and play his way into the first round of the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Question for you, B-Will, before we get to the comments. Do you think that with a good season, Janai Broom could be a first-round NBA draft pick? Tell me what a good season looks like. Uh, let's say he is first-team All-SEC, right? Last year, he was mm-hmm. second-team All-SEC mm-hmm. in contention for player of the year in the conference. And the team, you know, whatever statistics round out for that, right? So let's just say he's a double-double guy statistically. Um, with, like he's a, a 22 in 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 10.5 rebounds guy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. above 20, above, you know, close, hovering around 11 rebounds per game, two or three shot blocks per game kind of guy. And then he his assist to turnover ratio is like one to, a two to one, right? Okay. Um, but then he also takes this team into the Sweet 16 as being the offensive guy for that team. Is right. that a first-round draft pick? Because we're talking about what we feel like the ceiling of this team is, right? So yeah. if we put all of those things together and Janai Broom is the guy on that squad, is he a first-round draft pick? If this was 10 years ago, I would tell you yes. Unfortunately for him, who's going to be in front of him are guys who didn't even go to college. They're in the G League right now. Right. They're, they're going to the G League instead. They're, those are guys who are going to be getting looked at ahead of any college player because if you were good enough to go to the G League initially out of high school, then they, they've got their eye on you already. International guys. The number one pick this year is going to be a guy who's never stepped foot in the— well, he's been in the U.S., obviously, but he's never, never played, played on here. a league here. Yeah, Right. So now there are so many prospects. The game's worldwide. Prospects are worldwide. Getting into the first round means you have to supersede what people view the potential of all these other players being. And again, what Broom's limitations are, are now he could actually, if he improves that outside shot, they give him the opportunity to play a five, spread it out more with him on the floor, show that he can be diverse. He doesn't just have to be um, in the paint with the ball in his hands with his back to the basket. That's what this year gives him the chance to prove that he can be valuable outside of his most natural role. And if he can do that with those numbers, I say, yes, he can sneak into the the first round of the draft. If we build around him doing what he does best, which is down low in the paint, being bigger and stronger than some college guys who are playing the four and the five, I don't think that's enough. If that's what he's going to do it and be great at it, he can get those numbers. But I don't think that gets him into the league in the first round. If he wants to be a first round pick, Hopefully that Bruce and the staff are going to give him the opportunity to hit some of those threes, to play on the perimeter a little bit, to to show a little more uh, some better acuity with passing out of the double team when if and when it comes from the paint. Those things will get him first round drafted. If he's just going to come back and be the best version of what he's already been, I think he will be a second round prospect. Yeah, I mean, I I think I agree with everything that you just said. The one of two things really needs to happen. He either needs to improve his percentage on 15 feet and beyond, Mm -hmm. or 
he needs to be a phenomenal playmaking big, right? Like if he's going to play from the post, we talk about this with um, Joker, right? Like he's not this most athletic guy. He's not really dominating physically over people. And he doesn't really shoot a lot of threes. He can shoot the three. He can step out and shoot. He's not really a big three-point shooter. What makes him elite is his ability to make other players around him better. If yep. Janai Broom can become that kind of guy, then he can be a prospect for the first round. Or, again, he's going to have to be a better shooter. If you're going to be a right. scorer, rebounder guy, you need to be able to hit open jump shots. doesn't have to be a three-pointer, right? But it does need to be 15 and beyond, right? Like, it needs to be something that allows more spacing so that you can play in the high post. They can get you the ball away from the basket, handle the ball a little bit maybe or knock down that perimeter shot um i think those things would allow him to be because we already know he can go dominate physically down low he right. did that in the sec he did that when he played in these uh, g league camps all those things he looked physically dominant against other guys but the ability to step out a little bit more that's what's mm -hmm. going to put him into the first round for sure for sure all right, now let's go to these comments here james barnett gets us kicked off and says fellas is this a top three uh in the S is this team top three in the SEC? I think we've answered that already. I do I believe, believe so. right now that you know, looking at where we are, um, so I mean, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see you know the preseason rankings that come out. Like Auburn is always ranked like fifth or sixth in those, but I mean, let's realistically look at what we know about some of the other teams in the SEC as far as who's returning, right? Like, they may have some studs that we don't know about, but as far as returning productivity to teams, nobody has a really strong returning roster, except maybe Kentucky's got a couple of pieces there, and they're going to bring in a bunch of studs behind them. So Kentucky's going to be super talented for sure. Mm -hmm. Bama lost the vast majority of their scoring and productivity from last year. Between the transfer portal and the NBA, they're gone. Um, Florida wasn't doing so well with what they had and they lost a good bit in the offseason. Right. Arkansas lost a lot of productivity from that team from last year. Still going to be talented. Again, the, I'm not saying yeah. the, all of these teams will still have a ton of talent. I'm talking about what we know about productivity returning um, and teams that played well last year. Vanderbilt lost a lot last year uh, off yeah. of last year's team. Uh, who else? Missouri lost a ton off of that team mm. from last year. And we don't, I don't think Kobe Brown's made a decision yet as to whether or not he's returning um, or anything like that. And that's going to be a big situation there for that Missouri team. What other teams were actually decent um, in like Mississippi State made a kind of sort of run, but I don't know that they've got anything over there. Ole Miss is probably going to be a team Sleeper. that will make a, an emergence next season yeah. as far as a huge flip from what they had the previous year to next year. Um, who am I missing? South Carolina, it, they lost their yeah, their yeah. major threat that they had on that team. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, so yes, yeah. I think Auburn can be a well, top. Hey, three I don't know who A and M has coming back. I think. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know about A and M, but okay, still, I would put us in the top three. I don't know that LSU got um markedly better this uh, off season, so I think top three is is potentially where this team should land. I think Kentucky. Arkansas are, are what I would think are the best competition just because uh, Musselman brought in everybody in the transfer portal <laughs> right. for, for a workout. Everybody. It didn't matter what position you played or where you came from. So um, he's he, Musselman's a good coach. He's a good coach. Yeah. I, I don't think he's an overrated. He's not a John Calipari where he's just living off the hype and gets every five-star ever. 
it's he's a good coach. Of course, I think Ty Golden at Florida is a good coach. I think Buzz at AM is a good coach. We've got good coaches. It's can they can their teams, their rosters be built to play the style that the coaches right. excel at, want to play? And we don't know enough of everybody's bringing in so much turn, it's so much turnover, transfer portal, exit, early exits for, for the NBA. It's going to be really hard to say who's what, but I expect Kentucky and Arkansas to be our biggest competition in the top three. Yeah. Can't disagree with that. Dallas Schwartz jumps in and says, if Auburn doesn't make the Elite Eight minimum without being an injury and without it being an injury issue, then this year was for naught. See, this again, now this I because of the nature of the, the NCAA tournament, which we talked about yesterday, mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to say that a season is a bust if you don't get really hot and <laughs> and beat what round of 64, round of 32, 16. So three of the best top 50 teams in the country, you have to beat them in a row. The first two you got to beat, and of course, and you get to skip a day every other day. That's, that's tough. It's tough for me to put success of a season on Elite Eight because some of it, I think, is just dumb luck. At some point in that season, you win that many games in a row. I don't know if you can bottle that, but man, if you can, and then if there's a coach who you're telling me it's just skill, being able to coach a team to play their best for that long, hey man, then that's that's an elite skill. I think it's partially luck, and that's why it's really hard for me to put these this burden of elite eight or bust. Uh, that's, that's really hard for me to say. I think 16 is a formidable, that's, that's, a, that's a good accomplishment. That's Job well done, fellas. We made it to the second weekend. That's really all I, I want for my team. Make it to the second weekend. Eight would be great. I think we have the talent to get to eight. But that's, man, the tournament's a, it's another monster all by itself. For sure, for sure. John Brandon jumps in and said, there should not be a problem scoring points on this Auburn team coming up next season. Should not be. Should Listen, not we be. got scoring everywhere. And this is, a, this is a thing, you know, and this is, echoed by a lot of commentators in regard to uh, basketball in general, but specifically college basketball teams that play well deep into the tournament have good guard play. Yeah. Your guards yeah. control the pace of the game. Um, they are shot creators and shot makers in key moments, uh, decision-making, all of those things. The guards control basketball right now, right? I mean, they've always to a degree controlled it, but it's so different because guards score so much more in this um, uh, version of college basketball. Having, Good post presence is not the, oh man, they've got this dominant, you know, the the, the days where Patrick Ewing is taking Georgetown to the uh, finals is not right. a thing anymore, right? Yeah. Um, now, if you got a good combination of those things and you're a really hard team, which is why I like this Auburn roster so much offensively, right. but, um, you know, is a guy, we've got a lot of inexperience in our backcourt, right? Trey mm-hmm. Donaldson was not a full-time starter last year. Aiden Holloway hasn't played a single minute of college basketball and Denver Jones, though a an older player, has not played at this level as far as day in and day out the same type of athleticism. Again, basketball is a little different because if you're playing, you know, at this, you know, if you have the ability to make the round of 64 tournament as a team, which FIU could have, uh, mm-hmm. then you are playing against a lot of athletic guards at any level. It's just right. there, there's size differences and a physicality difference when you get into the SEC, but. Katie sure. Johnson's really the only guy that's returning that has any tournament experience, but he's, in my opinion, always the wild card. He's always the guy where he's the one, if you get into trouble in the round of 32, you're like, Katie, go get us a bucket. And yeah. he's been there to do that for two years yeah. now in yeah. the tournament play, SEC and NCAA. Um, didn't do so well 
the first year in tournament stuff, but I do like KD's wow factor to be able to do that. I like that we have guys that we can go to at a lot of different spots to be able to just give it to them, go get us a bucket. I do agree with this statement. Scoring should not be a problem with this team. Should not be. Uh, Auburn dad with a big time dad joke here. I'm glad Broom is back. Now we can sweep away the competition. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, we needed some sound effects Thanks, for that one right there. Chris Sanders jumps in and says, I'm not comfortable calling this team an Elite Eight appearance or bust before the season. We can make that determination after games have been played. Yeah, right. I think that that's yeah. fair to to yeah. do that. Um, you know, I think it's also fair to make projections prior to. So if you're saying before the season, I'm I'm not comfortable going to Elite Eight, it's week 16. I think that's a super fair statement to make. There are a lot of things that still need to get sorted out, as we've said before. Defensively rebounding being the utmost of importance. I don't think score scoring is not going to be an issue. But hear me out when I say figuring out how to keep all of these scores fed. Is going to be an issue. They're going to... Mm. Where Janai mm. Broom, I won't say struggled, where this team struggled around Janai, specifically early in the season, was not figuring out how to get him the ball and scoring opportunities um, consistently enough. I just, I don't, I think Janai Broom could have scored way more last year early in the season if we had just figured out giving the ball in the post with right. more than eight seconds left on the shot clock. Right, right, right. We We really need to not only feature him, but for the offense to work best, we probably need to work through him and give him the opportunity to be a better passer in the post. We've got Denver, who can be a great spot-up shooter. We've got uh, Baker Mazar, who can be a great spot-up shooter. Aiden Holloway is a great shooter in any fashion. Listen, we should have some guys littered around the perimeter who can say, hey, man, listen, I'm here. You do your work down there. And if you don't like what you got, I got it. And yeah. actually be able to make teams pay for having to collapse on Broom. And Broom should be able to make teams pay for playing him one-on-one in the post. We, this sure. should be easy. Should be. But, I mean, how, how, many, how many times do things work out exactly like you expect? Right. Not often. Uh, yeah. Chris Stiffs jumps in and says, we have an older team, a lot of experienced guys, a lot of experience on this team for sure. Uh, I mean, when I'm looking at this roster, I'm seeing junior, senior, 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 junior, grad student, grad student, junior. Like, it's just... Yeah. There's not a lot of underclassmen on this team, which means next year's team has zero experience absent of transfer portal people coming in, right? Like, this is a complete... We talk about the overhaul of this roster for this year as far as the the backcourt. I mean, if Aiden Holloway is the guy that people think he is, he might not even be back next year. Trey Donaldson, if he doesn't get the right kind of minutes that he wants or he has a spectacular season, who knows if he's going to return? KD is going to be gone. Uh, Chris Moore is is graduating. Janai Broom definitely will not return if he has a good season. Dylan Caldwell's right. going to be gone. Jalen Williams gone. Chaney Johnson will probably be here. Baker Mazar maybe uh, unless he, if he has a phenomenal season, he might test the NBA waters. Lior Berman gone. Right, like it, it will be a completely new team after this season, yeah. and they're going to be starting all the way over, all the way. Like there might be two players returning from that season. Man, they got to win it all this year. <laughs> we need to get up. We need to get up. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens after this season. Uh, yeah. Corey Weber thinks Sweet 16. So does the Walker Show you. says Sweet 16. James Barnett says he's predicting Final Four based upon the potential of this team. It's not impossible. I mean, um, did you? Did anybody see FAU in the Final Four before yeah. last year? It's it a, could happen. Uh, 
let's see, Shawnee Demand Entertainment says, my expectation for this, for the Sweet 16, getting to the Elite 8 would be a bonus. That's that's how I feel about it. Yeah. That's how I feel about it, too. Yeah. And then John Brandon says that B-Will would rather be talking about the NBA right now. Hey, man, listen, I like what's happening to my team. The NBA is great, but Auburn is my team. I like talking about my team. I'm glad to be talking about the Tigers today. But if you want to have a conversation about the NBA and what's happened, it was a great game last night. Um, we talked about that on Twitter. <laughs> We're out of here. We'll be back at you all tomorrow morning with another drop. Until then, and as always, War Eagle, peace. Peace. Drop.